Welcome to What Makes Us Human, a podcast series from Cornell University's College of Arts and Sciences. While we might think we know what it means to be human, researchers across fields are finding surprising new insights all the time. In this series, we bring you Cornell's leading researchers to showcase the newest findings about what it means to be human in the 21st century. I'm Elizabeth Atkins Regan, professor of psychology and neurobiology and behavior at Cornell University. Those of us who study animals do not necessarily have understanding humans as the goal. Nonetheless, recent discoveries have undeniably cast a new light on our own species. Research in genomics, neuroscience, and animal behavior has shown that we share a surprisingly large chunk of our genome with very distant relatives, even fruit flies. Our brains have much in common with those of frogs and birds. Much of our most prized and supposedly unique behavior is special only in magnitude, perhaps, and not in kind. The realization that all those other animals are our cousins under the skin is powerfully humbling. It can also be marvelously life-affirming, as when the weird and wonderful world of the more than 25,000 living fish species inspires celebrating our inner fish. The striking variation in animal life reflects how different ecological and social pressures have produced multiple solutions to life's problems. That variation is an equally essential context for viewing humans. For example, all animal and human societies have mating systems. There is substantial diversity in these patterns, and nothing humans have dreamed up appears to be evolutionarily novel. Monogamy? That has evolved independently many times in the tree of animal life even in insects, and none of the human flavors ranging from strict fidelity to serial monogamy or extra pair sex are particularly unusual. Oral sex? That is the required mode of fertilization in some fish species. Mating with the same sex? There are enough examples from the non-human world to fill entire books. A broader non-human context allows humans to be compared to something else rather than considered in free-floating isolation. For those interested in possible biological factors underlying human patterns and preferences, it enables the formulation of hypotheses that are plausible. Humans have been evolving ever since they first appeared and will continue evolving. They are not frozen in time. Differences between individuals occur in all species and provide the essential raw material upon which selection acts to produce evolutionary change. Humans are not special in this regard. From this viewpoint, phrases like the human sound very odd. Which human? During which time period? Is there even any such thing as the human? Join us for another edition of What Makes Us Human, brought to you by the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. For more essays and podcasts, visit us online at as.cornell.edu.